0: Everybody at some point has felt like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm faking this. I'm a fraud and I'm going to get found out.
1: Welcome to Mind Your Isness. I'm Shokai, a traveler, writer, artist, yoga, and meditation coach, sharing stories, adventures, and life hacks with an eclectic collection of friends around the globe. In this episode, working from home, COVID masks, and useful tips for starting a new business with co founder of Pure Vitamin Club, Pure Coffee Club, and NSNG Foods, Mr. Andy Schreiber.
0: Jesus. Yes. What? What? <laughs> Let's see who died today.
1: Oh, no. Who died today? Carl Reiner. Ah. Carl Reiner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, granted, he was 98.
1: Yeah, there's that. However. Yeah.
0: Carl Reiner. What a wonderful man. From way back. This is sad. I mean, as as I like to say, somebody dies when they're 40, it's a tragedy. Somebody dies when they're 98, it's not a tragedy, but it's sad. Yeah. He had a very good long life, you know. But it's still sad because he was Carl Reiner. That's a lot. He was just, you know, one, like one of my heroes in life.
1: What are some of your first, like, if you, if you when you think about him, what, what comes to mind in terms of like?
0: Mostly television. I just, more than anything else, I think of him in more recent years, you know, that he was a social activist and he was this fabulous, you know, wonderful, sweet, adorable old man sitting and having dinner every night on TV trays in front of the television with Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks has been coming to his house every night for years the two of them sit and have dinner on tv trays in front of the television it's the cutest it's like the cutest thing ever it doesn't get cuter how are you going to get cuter than that I don't know
1: maybe you, me you and can't. maybe maybe me and the answer you is t- you
0: can't get cuter than that don't even try
1: you and me can get cuter than that in Costa Rica on the veranda with tv trays I don't trays.
0: know I don't know you're not sure? We can get cute.
1: We can get cute. I don't know
0: if we can get Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks eating <laughs> takeout from Nate and on TV trays in front of the television. Cute. Okay,
1: okay, all right. All you, right. Not, yeah, uh, uh, you
0: know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, have to con- I have to concede utter defeat <laughs> right. in the face of that much cuteness.
1: Yeah, there are some things you just can't compete no, with. This, that uh, level you, of I'm of not cute. even
0: going to try to compete with that much cute. Yeah, forget about it.
1: Oh my God. Forget
0: about it. This is nice. I like this. I actually like this. Uh,
1: now that's actually a good look. I think you should use that when you do your Tuesday tips. I, I like it. No, it's a good spot right there. It's you. It's relaxed. You're sitting on your t- <laughs> let
0: me get some, let me get some tape.
1: Yeah. Get some tape.
0: Do the RuPaul trick with the tape.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: what was that movie? Brazil. Oh my
1: was absolutely that was so scary i remember the whole out of the whole movie since they had that in the trailer i was i was anticipating it was going to be worse than it was that scene because that was like a that was like horrible that was like that looked like a horror movie thing to me um yeah yeah and and i was i i i remember specifically that was one of the reasons why i was almost like "Ah, i don't know if i want
0: to see that that's that's, a good movie though that's that's dark that's dark. dark. It's very dark.
1: Uh, so, Andy, right. what, was, what was for Let's dinner? Do this. Tell me what was huh? what's for, what was for dinner.
0: From the market, you know how you can get like a pre-made, pre-cut brochette, like with a little chunk yeah. of chicken with the vegetables in between on the skewer?
1: Yeah. And yeah, I intended ahead.
0: to put that on the grill and it didn't work, so I just did it on a grill pan in the uh, in the kitchen and then in the oven.
1: You bought pre-kebobbed the, uh, kebabs?
0: I mushrooms and I did one of those, too.
1: You did... You- pre kebobbed kebabs a pre-bob it's, it's, like, it's like it's like who's got time to skewer meat?
0: <laughs> i'm doing the old yeah. jewish woman wave <laughs> my father's aunt aunt celia everybody just called her auntie she was just mm. auntie doesn't every family have just one that's just auntie
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah she was just auntie she did that she would she would make a face she'd like do this and with the wave was like all one gesture and then she'd go <laughs> that's... with the turned up nose and the and the, the dismissive wave and the I love Fe. Yeah, we loved Auntie. She was oh. a sweet, a sweet old a sweet old bird.
1: Oh, that's so nice. A little
0: tiny, frail, bird like woman. She was so sweet.
1: So Andy, organization. How's that feeling?
0: How's organization feeling?
1: Yeah, I was oh, thinking you mean it was like
0: in, in the home.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking about it, trying to organize some of my stuff today. And I thought, Andy. Oh, prettier.
0: my God. I can't tell you how good it feels. There's a place for everything and everything in its place. <laughs> it's fantastic. I've had such an easy time keeping everything clean and tidy and orderly because I've got room to put everything. Hmm. So I don't have to like, I don't know where to put it. And it winds up out somewhere right?
1: So nothing in the house winds up
0: anyway. No, because it's all so well organized and I have so much storage. So like when I do the dishes, I've got one big wide drawer just for lids, for pot lids, just the lids go in one drawer. Well, you know, I have to close the door because the bugs are going to get in. Hold on. Ah, Right. I got another drawer for just frying pans, another one for pots, another one for baking kind of things. It's so good, it makes my life so easy. The closet, is everything is organized, the bathroom. I bought a, um, I like a medicine chest. I like being able to get stuff off the bathroom counter and up, I wanna be able to open that thing and anything that's tall like that. You know, my potions and lotions <laughs> and unguents and tinctures. You know,
1: you, you know I'm a sucker for unguents.
0: <laughs> unguents and tinctures, tinctures and unguents, and and lotions and potions, and then the last of the organization things are done.
1: So, Andy, I, you you mentioned I think you mentioned before that you that all of you we're working at the house have different mask colors
0: wait have we started are we are we already podcasting? yeah
1: i'm gonna cut this up into like really oh, right. choppy right. yeah i, we yeah, like I starting mean because you more. know what it's like i was like you know what let's just play i'm just gonna call andy like i normally do and we're just gonna talk you know we're just gonna chat the andy. mute what happened with? who the told mute? you you could mute who who muted what's with
0: the mute muted? How dare you? How, how very dare you? How very
1: mute. dare you with the muting?
0: <laughs> the masks.
1: Yeah. like you Yeah, had... I bought
0: everybody. I had made special, special, special <laughs> color-coded masks. Nobody uses them. They use their own. It's fine. As long as I wanted to be a good employer and provide. And you did. As long as they wear the masks and are comfortable and I'm comfortable. I don't care whether they use the ones that I had made for them or the ones that they bring in, that's fine.
1: Just in general, when you do go out, I know uh, that you don't like going out to places like- uh, I, don't. Know, yeah. I don't. Yeah, but uh, is it the same? Is it better or worse, do you think out there in terms of people with the masks and, and how people are-
0: I haven't seen it be really bad yet hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, again, I have been, had very limited exposure. I had to go out yesterday. I needed an MRI on my, my elbow, cause my yeah. elbow is still bad. The tendonitis that, excuse, somebody, somebody's dog is having a conniption, serious conniption. So I had to go to the MRI place, not far from here. Mm-hmm. And everybody was being very good. But when I went in to, to, act, to, the actual, to have the actual things, I did the whole waiting room thing and it was the new place. So I had to fill out the new patient paperwork and all that stuff. And I managed to do all that with the gloves and the mask, it was fine. And I get into the room, with the tube, and I the mask I had was one that has the med the little aluminum strip mm, here right, right. to shape it around your nose, and that was no good. You're not allowed to you can't have any metal of any oh, kind
1: right right
0: in the tube. And because it was my arm, the way they had to position me, I had to be lying on my side with my arm stretched over my head, and go into the tube, you know, hand and head first. So I had to be in the tube up to about halfway down my body. So he said, you have to take your mask off. And I wasn't, he had a mask on, but I wasn't comfortable. I said, I need something over my face. So he gave me a clean pillowcase to put over my face. All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. And then I laid there, you know, like this with my arm up in the cradle thing in a terribly uncomfortable position, sandwiched in because the top of it was like pressing against my shoulder. I was really sandwiched in there. Fortunately, I don't experience claustrophobia. I know some people find that uh, really yeah. difficult because you really are in this little tube, right? You're like, a, like in a uh, um, what do they call the things in the submarine where they shoot the
1: the torpedo? What do
0: they call those bay? things? Huh? Yeah, the torpedo bay. It's like a, you're like in a torpedo bay, and then all the noise happens. You know, the whatever. It was about fifteen minutes. It was over. It was fine. Yeah.
1: It looks lovely out there.
0: It's a beautiful evening. What I like, and I remember this now because, you know, I grew up, this is uh, my new place is out here in the San Fernando Valley. And I remember this from childhood that as hot as it gets, it cools down at night. So it's now what, almost eight o'clock. And it's cool. It's lovely. As you can see, there's lots of greenery around. This neighborhood, I think, is older Hmm. than the neighborhood I grew up in. So, you know, the trees are really mature. You can get a sense of that from what you see behind me, but it's got a lot of really mature trees. This particular house was built in 1950. Hmm. The houses on either side of me were clearly tear downs that somebody, you know, tore. I who knows what was there before, but built modern houses. But this right. is clearly, you know, from when this neighborhood was first developed in the late 40s, early 50s. Not really rural, but it feels very, it almost feels like you're in the country. Hmm. And a lot of mature trees. Very green, very quiet. Um, it's really, it's really kind of nice. I was in a different location, and I think that though the situation has not gotten any better, it's if anything worse. Hmm. I think that we were all in such shock. It happened so fast. It was like one day, boom, y'all have to stay inside, and you know, danger, danger. Will Robinson. Everything felt terrifying. In a sad way, we're just all kind of used to it and have adapted remarkably. I mean, this is, it's a testament to, for those of us who have adapted and not, aren't denying what's happening and, and, and acting a fool. Humans are incredibly capable of adaptation. So three and a half months in, we're kind of used to these new behaviors that we have to live with. We don't go out more than we have to. I don't go to the supermarket unless it's urgent there's just you know, no choice but to do it or the pharmacy or any other kind of store i don't do it unless i absolutely have to I have everything delivered and granted i you know that's that's a i'm that's coming from a real place of privilege cuz i have the wherewithal financially that i can spend that extra 15 20% that it costs to have everything delivered yeah uh for those people who you know for whom that would be a more significant burden and aren't able to do that. Um, And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people in that position and who do that, or who aren't even necessarily in that position by necessity, but just choose to because they're not as worried about it as as I am. Hmm. Um, They do it, but they've adapted to those behaviors too, that, you know, when you go out, you have your mask, you have your gloves, you know, to keep your distance from people. You know, when you go into the store, you observe those guidelines, those behaviors and it's terrible and it's exhausting but you just kind of okay this is this is how it is now
1: have you been able to give yourself like the i mean i know that you do do things that take care of yourself inside and out but in terms of like trying to bring lightness how have you you know how have you adapted that way like in trying to allow yourself entertainment or uh, yeah
0: i i part of that is is moving to this new place where i have the more room in my old place as you know even though it was a very nice place and very generous in size my business had grown to the point where it was busting i was busting at the seams so my work spilled over into my entire living space there were boxes and things and i was having to use my space where i usually would sit down and eat or what i would sit and watch everything was covered with business stuff so i i lost the ability to feel any separation between work and relaxation. Hmm. Even if my activities were designed in such a way you couldn't it, it, you couldn't escape the feeling of being, you know, in your workspace at all times. So since I've moved here and I'm so so fortunate that I was able to do it and I was able to find a place that is laid out in such a way as to make this possible when my Team leaves for the day around five o'clock. You know, I'll work until whenever I need to work. If, if 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 I'm able to stop at five, I stop at five. If I you know have more stuff to do, I'll work till six, whatever. But when I'm done, there are two bedrooms that are dedicated to work stuff, and there is a whole two like two room office suite kind of thing off the kitchen. That's a whole what used to be the garage of the house that was converted. Those doors get closed, and there's nothing of work. Not not a box. Not a folder, not a computer. Anything that is related to work is behind those doors. So once those doors are closed, I'm able to. It's and and, it, and it's a simple mental trick, but it, it 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 helps. I'm able to detach, and I'm able to relax, and I'm able to you know make myself some dinner, have a cocktail if I want, get on the phone with you know friends, just relax, watch a little television. And this, going out to the yard, mm. is, because I had, no, you know, I had no private outdoor space at my old place. Here, I've got this beautiful big backyard with all this greenery. It's relaxing. It's nice. It, that's been really lovely.
1: Well, I like what, you're, what you said about, you know, when you close that door, that part of the day is done.
0: And You and- have to. But I learned years ago that if you're going to work from home, you have to if you're working in an office, you're going outside, whether it's an office or a store or wherever you're working, if you're working outside the home, there's a natural differentiation between home and work. If you're working from home, and more people are doing that now than ever because, and I think that's gonna stick, I think that's gonna be one of the lasting legacies of COVID is we've learned that a lot of people don't have to go to an office, there's a lot of work that can be done from home just as easily because of technology now. But when I first started doing it, I had to learn the lesson that you can't just roll out of bed in your you know, bathrobe and slippers or underwear, or whatever, and go over to your desk, it doesn't work. It just, it blends everything and it becomes a fog and you lose the distinction between what's work and what's life. And it's it, it it's just not workable. So I learned early on that if you're going to work from home you have to treat it you have to have a at least a portion of your home even if it's a corner it doesn't matter you have to have an area that that is work and when you go to work you do all the things you would do if you were working outside the home before you go to work so you you shower and you have your breakfast you do whatever your morning routine is you get dressed and i don't care if it's shorts and a t-shirt but you get dressed and here's a, a a stupid little detail: you put on shoes.
1: Hmm.
0: You put on shoes. Because if you don't put on shoes, you don't feel like you're going out. To, uh, that that sounds silly.
1: No, it doesn't sound silly at all. But you because put on
0: it's... shoes. You put on clothes. Again, today, you know, it's it's summer here and in, in in Southern California, so it's warm. It's casual. So I have, you know, a pair of shorts and a, and a polo shirt. And a lot of, you know, some days it's a t-shirt, whatever. But it's presentable, it's clean, it's clothing, and I put on shoes. Hmm. So after I get up, I have my breakfast, I shower, I do all that stuff. And I know that at, by nine o'clock, because that's when my staff arrives, I go to, uh, I'm in my, in my office, dressed, ready to work yeah work. actual work stuff is in the work rooms it all happens in there Right. we're not stacking boxes in the living room we're not assembling projects on the dining room table but however you have to work it out if you're working from home you have to find that way to differentiate
1: yeah i was or you'll just go gonna
0: crazy and your life your life loses any sense of structure or privacy
1: you know that advice pretty much for, for anybody is is really valuable because i know that you know just just in starting this because i'm one of those people now who are who are starting to do things online much more from wherever i am and um in doing this yeah it's fun and i'm just calling my friends just like you around the world and and chatting about whatever comes up um but there is a sense of oh okay i'm not just you know i don't have to get dressed it's not a job job but there is a shift when i come and I put the lights on.
0: You have to differentiate.
1: Yeah. So there definitely is a, is a shift. Um, yeah. I mean, like you've been, you've been in d- different kinds of businesses for so long, I guess part of me, because I'm not a business person who's been in business stuff, like, uh, like I guess in today's world, what would someone, I mean, advice wise, cause I know that's a broad subject, but just the idea of, Going into business now in this day and age, you know, um, what what are, I guess what I'm asking is like, what are some of the things that you've discovered along the way, or at least one of the things, or maybe a piece of advice that you got that actually helped you in that trajectory that that you are still on now.
0: A couple things um you have to believe in what you're doing if you don't believe in what you're doing it's not going to work this is not going to work your 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 heart's not going to be in it you're not going to be happy in it and there's no reason to do it that's number one believe in what you're doing even if it seems hard or and anybody or ev everybody or anybody tells you that's not possible Fuck that if it's what you believe in then you will make it happen don't let anybody tell you that what you believe in is not right not okay and not doable and if you don't know what you're doing here's the other thing this is what I what was kind of in the back of my head i think this is a universal feeling that people have that nobody wants to admit to every last one of us at some point feels like we're a fraud, that we don't know what we're doing and we're gonna be found out for not knowing what the fuck we're doing. I don't care who you are, if you tell me that you've never felt that way, you're a liar. Everybody at some point has felt like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I'm faking this, I'm a fraud, and I'm gonna get found out. And the sooner you realize that that is A, universal, and B, bullshit, (laughs) the <laughs> sooner you'll get over it and figure out that even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, figure it out. Because it's what everybody else has to do. There's nobody among us that's plopped down, that sets out to do what they're gonna do that knows off the bat what the fuck they're doing. They figure it out. They work past the the fear and the self-doubt and they say, God, I don't know how to do that. Let me figure it out. Because that's what holds most people back. Yeah. Everybody has the dream. I just had one of these the other night. Everybody has some version of the dream where, you know, they wake up and realize that it's, you know, they've got their final paper due today or there's a final exam and they're not prepared and they're on their way to school and they're in their socks.
1: Right? Oh, (laughs) man.
0: Yeah. Right? You've had those oh, feelings and those dreams oh yeah. right oh yeah right universal human condition <laughs> don't think you're special because you've had that feeling and don't think that you're worse than everybody else and that every every single other motherfucker out there doesn't have those same fears and same self doubt. and the people that make it and the people that get through it and the people that are what's the word i'm looking for happy <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's a word, there's a
0: the word I'm looking for, happy and content at some level. And when I say content, I don't mean like, you know, uh, I can stop striving now, but feel know, like, I... okay, are the ones who say, yeah, that's how it is. And it's not perfect. And, I'm, and even when I think I, fig- I have figured it out, I'm still going to mess up. I'm still going to make mistakes. I'm still going to struggle. I'm still going to go like, oh man. I wish I had known how to do this cause I would have done this differently. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Thank you for that. Cause that, that's really, yeah. I'm embracing everything you just said in a deep Welcome
0: way. Welcome to life. That's yeah. how it is. Oh
1: yeah. They're practicing That's such a again.
0: beautiful sound. That's so, even like, you know, because I only hear it kind of in the background. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's the gamelong Being in Bali, I happen to be staying at the home of a, an artist and a musician who happens to be a master at the Gamelong and his whole family, he comes from a long line of musicians. Yeah, I actually got on the thing the other day. He was like, you know, you're here for this long. Why don't you, <laughs> you know, come yeah. try. And so, you know, the whole damping as you play
0: damping. So your left so hand has to, or I guess your right hand, if you're right, left-handed, so it has to follow your yeah, other hand.
1: So as soon as you hit, as you move your hand to hit another one, you're grabbing that one to damp it, you're grabbing and that
0: one to stop it. So that to stop doesn't it just from become, resonating.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it's it's become
0: muddy noise. Yeah.
1: So he has a student he's working with right now. Um, so, um, so on that note, See what I did there?
0: Clever. <laughs> oh, you're so clever. See what I did there?
1: Oh, but there. but this is <laughs> but this I is awesome.
0: I see. I see, I, what, me, I see what you did there. <laughs> but this is
1: awesome because this is because this is really what I wanted to. Uh, I mean, when I first started talking about doing this podcast, it just came. It was just prompted by the fact that I have such uh such wonderful friends all over and there's always something i don't know i get something out of it every time i have a chat and the more podcasts i listen to the more i realize wow i have i really do have a lot of really interesting friends around the world and you know and i'll be chatting with you again but this is i'm glad i got a chance to to catch you you know on a lovely day and a total side note you know i was really thinking about uh, pride this year and You know in the midst of all the everything all the upheavals and then pride on top of it i was really happy to see marsha p johnson on the google thing
0: oh i didn't even notice that they did they they honored her wow nobody should even be allowed onto a pride parade or a pride festival without knowing who marsha p was yeah
1: you know as a as an activist as a black trans woman you know in the 60s (laughs) 70s uh the life that she lived to the fullest as pretty much as authentic as you can get yeah uh and and damn the torpedoes in and out of jail in and off the street uh and as
0: hard as life is in 2020 yeah for black trans women yeah for a black trans woman in 1969
1: yeah, it just, just, it's overwhelming. So I, it was just one of those things that at this time, you know, when we've got all of these things happening at the same time that are challenging us to the core, I mean, you know, COVID in and of itself was such a, such a big challenge for everybody. And and I, of course, I've been in Southeast Asia since, um, since last October. So I started hearing about it in December. You know, more and more people were talking about it. So by the time January rolled around, I mean, Asia was on it, you know, in terms of trying to deal with it. But I could see, you know, uh, in the home of my countrymen, you know, things were just going kind of haywire and crazy. And then, you know, to get to the summer and all these cancellations of different events and things that we are all used to doing and, and, and enjoying not happening, and then you know all of the biggest elephant in the room now, which is you know people bringing to light more and more people being unarmed and shot and killed and whatever any kind of way, and then pride rolls around, so we're right in the middle of all of these things, and then you know pride rolls up, and you know of course, you know, I was in New York last year you know to celebrate that uh, the fiftieth yeah. anniversary um. And I, so I've been thinking about it because it's, uh, that's what's happening right now. And then to see Marsha P. Johnson on, you know, on that, it was just like, that's a, that's a, that's a global platform. I never really thought about that Google picture before, you know, never really yeah, thought of
0: it. And I, I'm sure I looked at Google today for, for I'm yeah. sure I looked up something. I never even look at the doodles.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not that ex- interested in the doodles. I mean, sometimes one catches my eye and go, oh, that's cute. But yeah. I just think about, yeah, that, think for about that for a second.
0: For a second.
1: But this one was like, wow. Because it, it just made me realize how many people over the years I've mentioned her too. Um, they don't know. They don't know who it is. But But now a global platform. Yeah has presented her photo. And I don't know, I'm just, it, it just, it just made me feel really, really good um, to see that. So, but yeah, we, we, we keep doing the thing and, uh, and hopefully, hopefully we'll, you know, continue the forward motion that seems to be happening right now. But I do want to thank you, Andy, for taking the time your lovely bode to, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> just just like we normally do this is you know, know. we're not going to share everything we talk about god
0: knows. oh hell no
1: <laughs> but but we can you no. know we could we can we can talk about,
0: about some stuff there's other stuff that's
1: yeah that's that's just me you and uh, you know and a, and a bottle of something adult and uh you know yeah some extra time so anyway uh thank you yeah and Pleasure. we will, uh, yeah, we'll we'll chat again. We'll chat again soon. Um, sure, we will. As a matter of fact, we're going <laughs> to chat again. As a matter of fact, we're going to chat again right now when I turn this thing off, so we can talk yeah. about the stuff we're not going to share with the world.
0: <laughs> uh, hell no! I still have a modicum of modesty.
1: Yeah, well, I'm trying to hang on to mine too. I'm trying to hang on to yeah. a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, a, a modicum of dignity. <laughs> yes, yeah, still hanging on. So I'm oh. clinging to it for dear life. <laughs> yeah. Oh my clinging god. Clinging to the last shreds of my dignity. I love it.
1: Oh yeah. my god. I'll see you later, Andy. <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye. And we're out.
1: And we're out. Thanks for joining us this week on Mind Your Isness. Make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, and share this podcast with your friends. We're all in this boat together, paddling our asses off, and we'll catch you next time. You know what? We always have humor in the most serious shit. Hey, that's how we get by. That's how we survive it. But it—but mm-hmm. really, there is part of that, part of that mountain.